When I was a kid, I had these little dolls called Dawn dolls. I had three male Dawn dolls, a black, a white, and a gay. For heaven's sake. I am a flaming homosexual. Why don't you bring home any girls? And I said, because I'm gay. And she said, then why don't you bring home any boys? My boyfriend is a very tall man with big feet and hands. I've had some successes in my life. I even traveled 1,300 miles once when I was 11 years old. Because you were lost and just kept walking? <laughs> the real motto of that story is mental illness is no joke. Wait a minute. All I feel is wet. Feels like I, I pooed myself. <laughs> I like guys that are vaguely black and or Spanish. I feel I think it is. Something's bubbling. I'm crying out loud. Binging and purging does so much <laughs> for you. Look out, boys. You got shot. Yeah, in the leg. You're gangster. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know you were gangster. I will be slathering it all over my entire body. Oh, come on. I'm going to sit on the wee wee pad. Delicious. Can we get the janitorial uh, service up here? Because but, in my head, I heard the right word. Right, but there's a lot of voices in your head. How do you know what to <laughs> listen to? <laughs> Next. This woman is absolutely a mess. A true mess. And that's why I love her. Good evening, everyone. Joe is over here like menopausal Mary. It's hot. And He's the lights complaining. Are too Let's see. The lights are bright. It's hot. What <laughs> My else? kids don't call me anymore. <laughs> your your classes are your classes My are glasses fogging. are fogging up. What? Maybe it's my mother. She's, She's haunting you. Oh my god! What if I become possessed? What's the matter <laughs> with the Jews? You're not possessed already. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. What if? We're gonna need an exorcism. Ryan, come on. What if? Oh. Uh. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Ryan, to the show. Hello, Let's everybody. Give him a great big hand. Yeah. And um, I'm going to give my co-host here sort of an introduction. I'll tell you, you know, when my mother passed away, uh, I wasn't really receiving phone calls. Um, you know, they, they came in, but I just I wasn't really in the mood to, to speak with anyone. And Joe was very kind. He left condolences and texted me quite a bit of time. And when I finally called him back, I said, yeah, hello. And he basically said, I'm giving a blowjob and hung up on me. <laughs> that was the second time True story. we talked. True story. Now, yes. we hadn't spoken yet. We text. <laughs> That's a true story, people. Oh. <laughs> you didn't know that, Ryan, did you? That's true. I don't know if I wanted to know that or not. That's that's true. Well, I I first time I'm finally because he was very sweet. He he texted me a few times. I hope you're okay. I don't know what to say. (laughs) And then I finally got up the strength to call him back. And I hello, and he's like, oh, I'm giving a blowjob, and he hung up on me. True story. <laughs> That's true. Really true story. So for any of you out there that feel bad that Joe has not friend requested you, just remember that story. <laughs> oh, so, that sums us up. Maybe can you take off your glasses? Oh my gosh, because I can't even see you. Take like off your jacket. He's wearing here. like a big sweatshirt. Ugh. He's he's well, not the only kind of sweatshirt I can wear, Lois. Oh, he's fetch. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, no, a thick. I meant to say thick, <laughs> oh, not okay. big. I take that back. <laughs> so our featured artist of the week this evening is Michael Sean, our beloved old co-host. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say old, our former co-host former from when co-host. we were on broadcast radio. Yeah. He is on broadcast radio, though. Every day he's heard on the Dallas station. Uh, what's the name of that station? Like K104 FM. Uh, he is uh, part of the crew at uh, DD in the morning. But aside from that, he's an extremely talented comedian. And you can catch him on Twitter at Mike Sean Radio. But he has a label, a record label. It's called We the Worst Records. And tonight, in our second break, we're going to be playing one of his original parodies. It's called Clean. 
So clean. that should be interesting. All right. It's not about clean language or mm. anything. It's about cleaning house. Cleaning house. Which I think for 2017, everybody should clean house. Like metaphorically? metaphorically. Like get rid of like all the bad stuff in yes. your life? Oh, definitely. That definitely. Bad stuff is so much fun. And Michael also tours. Um, he is uh, the originator of the Laugh Out Loud comedy tour. Coming to a venue near you. I'm going on and on about Mike Sean because I love him. And I hope one day. It's, I'm going to pray on it every day that we get to work with him again someday in mm-hmm. some capacity. So if check him squeeze us in. Check him out on Instagram at Mike Sean Comedy, and then it'll update you uh, on all his different uh, gigs. So um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> that quickly. No, there was something else you mentioned before the show. Um, let's see, blowjob. No, um, and I can't remember what it was. I may or may not be drinking wine. So it's how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> my Thanksgiving was fun. <laughs> Me and my cat hung out. Okay. <laughs> um, I ate some turkey. Okay, some. Some turkey. A turkey. Two turkeys. <laughs> and some um, dressing? Some, no, dressing, no. Give no. a BJ. Um, thanks. Oh, yeah. You yeah. gave a turkey a BJ? No. Oh. Wait. No, that I would did be not. wrong. I didn't. I did not. That would be I, wrong. I did not. Uh, it was good. You know, just hung out, me and the cat. That was that was basically okay. it. No family? Fam- um, family was kind of all spread out this year. People mm-hmm. going to different places, and it was my only day off during the week. Um, working retail during this time of year is kind Health, of exhausting. Yes. So I was kind of looking forward to just sleeping in and not having to do anything. Do you have any uh, Thanksgiving horror stories? Like family um, stories where, you know, a fight was started over mm, nonsense, you know? Uh, no, not really. My no? Thanksgiving stories are pretty... You do live in a bubble. Ryan, <laughs> I'm you in a bubble because any... I don't have any horror stories. Thanksgiving horror stories or holiday had... horror stories? No, me. Like, you know, everybody, every family start, either they start talking about politics or they start talking about religion or they start arguing over who gets grandmom's jewelry. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has a fight, a story for um, Thanksgiving, no? No. I no? think the, the, the best horror, horror story I can tell holiday-wise was right around Christmas time. I think it was like two or three. Mm-hmm. And my mother and father were living in their first apartment together. Mm-hmm. And... All of a sudden, they were out in the kitchen, and all of a sudden, they saw the lights flicker. Uh-oh. A fire? And here, they walked back into the living room, and I had bitten through the Christmas <gasps> tree cord, and it blew me across the room. Oh they said my, my hands God. were black. My face was black. They didn't know what the hell wow. was going on. They had to rush me to the hospital. You were, like, possessed. You so blew across the room. That, that's, that's, that's basically the horror story. Did right? they hear, like, thump? You hit the wall, and then... They just saw. The, they, they just said they saw the lights flicker, and then wow. that, that quickly my dad was into the living room. But wow. by at two or three, you're no longer teething. So why were you chewing on the cord? He was hungry. I have no old. idea. I have no clue. He was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lois? Um, I well, I know Thanksgiving was a big deal to my mother. Um, for whatever reason, I know she wasn't a big cook year round. It was usually the same, especially towards um, the later part. You know, like when I was older, it was always the same meals like i'm sure everybody has the story like canned you know dinty more beef stew was her big thing or whatever so for whatever reason i don't know where it originated thanksgiving was a huge deal to her and she'd make this big dinner so when i had her living with me since i think like 2009 maybe uh 2008 2009 it was it was a um it was very important to me to have thanksgiving dinner so uh two years ago it was either last year or the year before uh, Michael had decided um, to uh, deep fry turkey, mm-hmm. and that scares the hell out of me because you just yeah. hear all those horror stories. That explodes. Right. And sets her house on I fire. made him sure he put it way, way far out, you know. So he, I forget what year, he'd have to tell me what year, maybe he can text me. But we pulled the turkey up and we served it, and it looked really good on the outside. It was picture perfect. I mean, I had that shit up on Facebook. Wow, you know? but it was raw. It, yeah, it was Don't pink inside. And he and I were like looking at each other, like serving it up to my mom and serving it up to my brother, and like kind of looking at each other, like oh, uh, you know, popping it in the microwave really quick. Uh, so. Don't you have to cook it? first like no no just, just drop it you in just there just drop it in there you have to 
to let it like defrost. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. And you've joined Cooking with Lolo. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, like, I don't have any fight stories, right. you know, so, but that was kind of funny last year because I just remember us looking at each other like, uh-oh, but we still served it to them. Right. So does that make me a bad daughter? No, no. Or a bad sister? No, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> we're get salmonella. <laughs> no, everyone survived. <laughs> yes, everyone survived. Right. So, so um, you know, I, Doc Ivan pointed something out to me today he said um doc ivan being our co-collaborator um he said to me a lot of people especially those that have tuned into the show during the relaunch don't know your story Mm -hmm. and i thought about that and i said you know what he's right so being that we didn't have a guest comedian this evening i thought maybe it is a good time to catch people up on my story um my problem is where do I start? Right. You know, so. Well, I, I guess I have a couple of questions for you. Shoot. Things that I, I think that everyone. Will help. I assume most people know the basics. I'm going to go on that assumption, but. I don't think I would assume <clears throat> that because Doc Ivan had a, a lot. And if you think about our guests since the mm-hmm. relaunch who had never been here. Right. And when the show ends. Right. We kind of catch them up to speed. Right. Or they go over and they read the articles on the wall and they're like, right. oh my God. Like. The um, one, the headline that says Lois Burek's mother killed her father. Yes. Kind of, yes. Know. Yes. Yeah. So that really happened. Yes. So take me take me back to that evening. Was it on Thanksgiving? Is that a Thanksgiving no. story? No, that, uh, <laughs> God damn it, Marvin, where's no. the stuffing? Bang, bang, bang. No. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there were a lot of revelations uh, that came um, up since my mother passed, like in these last few days where I've gone through emails, some I kind of regret... <laughs> <laughs> locating her password word and and opening emails but some porn no but some that were quite um like eye-opening and there were a lot of letters like boxes that i've gone through of things that she saved because she was going through things with a hospice worker and apparently she kept things and she wanted me to have and there were letters um to my father when she was first pregnant um, and there seemed to be an ongoing theme with also letters that she wrote to other men that she dated thereafter. So there, it was quite interesting to um, kind of um, see different, like a mirror uh, there b- between my mother and I. And also what was very, very um, enlightening, uh, especially because you know, I was there. It, this was a shock. My mother's death was a shock. Yes, she was on hospice, but no, but even the hospice workers. I mean, hospice has been wonderful, but I kind of describe it. It's a blessing, and it also is kind of a curse in many ways. I mean, you don't want to be in a situation where you're forced to have hospice come in and help because there is a very gray line between, you know, saving one's life, helping one along, and, you know, all that stuff. But anyway, going back to the one hospice worker that came in who was with her weekly, she said to me about what happened to me when I was 16 and also to my father was that my mother was not afraid to die, she said. And she also said um, that my mother did not have a regret about shooting my father because she said it was either him or I. But she did have... Did he have a gun? No. Okay. But she did have very strong regrets over me being there. And what the hospice woman said was that she never forgave herself. Because there are a lot of people... For shooting you too. Not. It wasn't about shooting me. It was about me being there. Right. So well, if you hadn't been there, you wouldn't have gotten shot. Well, I think it was about me seeing. But okay. what, what's what's a shame about this whole thing is one of the things I wrote recently on a post when we did the tribute show was that my you know my mother like people never understood like your mother's living with you and she shot your father didn't she go to jail what you didn't like there's they seem to be fixated and shocked at the fact that I took my mother in to take care of her throughout the the last years of her life Mm -hmm. and that to me is just bizarre that people are questioning that but i must make it clear i never forgave my mother for what happened because i never blamed her and i think for any of it right for any of it and i told her that throughout her life whether or not she believed it i don't think so because as the hospice worker told me she said that my mother just never forgave herself 
and that's how she lived like that was her persona that she this was who she was the woman who shot her husband and that made me reflect back on you know the show and the promotion of the show and a lot of press that we that we received and I was so happy recently that we received that press in the Bucks County paper Mm -hmm. because that did not mention any of the shooting you know and I remember saying that to her when I showed her that article I said mom I'm really proud of this article because this is the first article that that does not that's not attached to my identity and it's not attached to your identity Um, but it saddens me that she felt um, that I may have never forgave her um, or that she couldn't forgive herself because If you even go back and you listen to interviews that I've done on the radio about the shooting, um, Mark Berman from a New Jersey radio station interviewed me about it, and I've been interviewed by uh, for newspaper articles. And if those people who wrote the articles go back, they will hear me tell the story in such a matter-of-fact way that it just it it would I would hope that it would send a message that it wouldn't have mattered if I was there like. For me, mourning my father wasn't about me being in the room and seeing him pass. I would have mourned my father whether or not he got hit by a car mm-hmm. or whether or not he died of natural causes. So I, it bothers me that I never got to express that to her and say to her that you don't need to bother yourself with that burden because that does not come to play in my life when I talk about it or when I think about it that does not affect my life right I I have some some questions about I mean it's I know that it's sort of the the angle a lot of people want to talk about because hey it's a a murder domestic violence right it's it's a headline right you know Lois is Lois Burek's mother shoots her father. The headline wasn't Lois Burek, you know, reaching her dreams. Right. It, was, it was about your mom, who's not even on the and show. And I kept emphasizing, if I don't know if you remember this, but in many, in many interviews, I would say that the story really isn't. That may be the headline, right? But the story really isn't the shooting, right? For me, it was about my father's career, and I've said this. I can hear myself saying it. It's about what led up to that Mm -hmm. because circumstances that they were both thrown in led up to that, you know, and, and I think that's really important. Well, your your parents, they, you've been open about they had a very tumultuous relationship. Your father was a a very intense person. Yes. He had very, um, uh, important beliefs and values to him. Um, did you, you knew there was a gun in the house. Yes. Did you ever think something would happen like that never in a million years and this is why i will tell anybody and everybody and people who know me and that are close to me will remember me saying it never say never when i was 16 years old i had a conversation with my boyfriend at the time who warned me who said when i told him about my parents fighting don't you have a gun in the house And I literally said at 16, you're crazy. I own a gun. Nothing like that. Who did own the gun? Whose gun was it? It was bought to protect the household. Okay. I don't know whether or not it was in my father's or mother's name. I know my mother knew how to shoot a gun and a rifle because she was from a farm. She grew up on a farm. Right. You know, my aunt, you know, could shoot a gun really well. So that, you know... So it could have been put in her name. I don't know. I don't know if it was put in my father. I don't know what the laws were then because I know at the time my father had um, some run-ins with the law when it came to, um, you know, he was convicted and then it was overturned uh, over a case uh, that he was investigating for his radio show um, where he was blackmailed. So I don't know. So he, had, he may have had a record at the time. I don't know whose name it was, but it was bought specifically because we were being harassed there were fire bombings, there were cherry bombings, there were threats, and that gun was bought to protect the family. And um, the, the day this happened, um, you were home, your yes. brother was home too. Yes. Were your parents fighting all day? They had day? been fighting the entire night. What were they night. fighting about? 
they were fighting. My mother had to go back. I think she was about 42, 43, and she had to go back into burlesque. She had to go back and dance. Now, unfortunately, now today there are burlesque troops, one that we know that are friends of the show, uh, the Peekaboo Peek Review, um, that are very professional, and it's an, a show. They perform with an orchestra and everything. But unfortunately, back then, uh, let's see, I was I don't know. It was back in the 80s, okay? The only job that my mother could get in what she considered burlesque or stripping, let's let's be real here, right. stripping, was in a bar, in a right. bar setting. And in that setting, there was, you can imagine, I mean, have you been to st a strip club I, I, or a, I have. a bar? I right. have, Okay, yeah. so yeah. you can, I mean, there's... a little there's, skeevy. Yeah, and there are, everyone who's been to one of these places are aware, there are boxed lunches you know to put it nicely i don't nicely. know what that means <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I really have absolutely no idea it sounds like something i would not be interested in yes okay. it's definitely something you would not be interested okay. in oh, say no more it's it's not uh what are those little hamburgers you like it's not it's not a, a hamburger no uh, from white <laughs> castle oh oh yeah okay it's not yeah. a takeout order from white castle right <laughs> so they got mozzarella sticks in this box lunch? No. Mm. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I, need, I need more wine. Or do I? So is it grape juice? Is it wine? It's theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. What could it be? So, basically, so there here. was a lot of arguing going on over something that had happened at a bar that night. Okay. okay? And my father was in the Did state of mind. Did it involve a box lunch? No. Okay. <laughs> um. But my father was in a state of mind at the time where he was suffering from severe depression. Mm -hmm. He could not work in radio, which was his love, um, or television. And um, there was a lot of frustration. We were piss poor. Uh, he had invested all the money that he had um, inherited to him into a uh, Super 8 film business that was failing. So you can imagine his frame of mind. He was extremely depressed. And um, it stirred up a huge fight. And these fights I had seen before growing mm -hmm. up. So nothing had changed. I, at the time, had just... We were supposed to do a film, a Super 8 film, a training film for the place that I was working. They did body wrapping. So we were supposed to do a training film. And I was so excited to know that my dad was finally going to get to see where I worked because I was doing really well and I was making very good money. And I was excited that my mom and dad were going to come and, and be a part and engage in, in part of what I was doing for a living. And so it was leading up to that day. We were supposed to. They had been fighting all night. So I was getting nervous. I was a kid. I was 16 years old. I was anticipating them coming to, you know, film this training uh, video or film. And, uh, you know, so while they were fighting all night and a lot went on, there were there were um, not threats necessarily to do body, bodily harm. My, my father was able to manipulate my mother mentally, emotionally, it was some demeaning things were said. So I had come down because I had just lost it at this point. I was, to me, I was an adult. I was 16 years old. I was making very good money on my own. So I came stumbling down the steps and to turn to my father and basically tell him off and say, <gasps> this is it, that we are a family. We are a family unit. It was, I was going to unify everybody and bring everybody <laughs> together and tell everybody Lowest to stop. To the rescue. Exactly. That's the way I felt. Stop this nonsense. Stop this fighting. And before I knew it, it was boom, 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 boom. Did you actually see him get shot? I did. Um, I don't did you have warn him? No, because I, I didn't know. What, what had happened, my mother was sitting on an old piano bench. We had one time had a, grand, a baby grand piano that was donated later to the YWCA. But we had the piano bench. And the piano bench was used as a place where um, we sat to do film editing. And the piano bench was broken and it was always kind of wobbly. It was kind of balancing on three legs. And she was sitting on the piano bench kind of like in a corner. And um, my father turned to face her, to speak with her. Um, and all I heard, and this is what brought me downstairs. I heard, no, Marvin, don't. And I thought perhaps he was going to harm her, which he had never physically laid a hand on her. But his presence when he, especially when he was younger and he was feeling better, was a very powerful one. We were very intimidated by him growing up. So when I heard no Marvin don't come out of her mouth, that's what generated me to, you know, fly down the steps. And 
she feared him. You know, and who am I to say, to make a judgment and say she did or did not fear him? I mean, growing up in that household, I get it. There were circumstances where she was forced to go to the bathroom on dog papers. You know, like the, and and there were times where he threatened, he was very upset the fact that he was going to have his teeth pulled. He had to have his teeth pulled. So somehow or other, he, he projected that onto her and a fight ensued and he threatened to pull out her teeth with the pliers. Now remember, never laid a hand on any of us. But... You, you know, I, I can relate where, okay, your mind is fragile, especially this is a day, an age where, oh, I have period cramps. Here, take a Valium. Here, mm-hmm. let me write you a script for uh, Ativan or whatever. So I can understand where this environment was created that solicited this kind of reaction. So, yeah, I mourned my father, but it wouldn't have mattered how it happened. I did not blame her. But apparently, according to this hospice worker, she never, never forgave herself. And for that was who she was. She never forgave herself for killing him or for you, you being for there? For me being there. Specifically, because she said, again, she said to her, it was either him or I. Did, did she ever think she could just fire a warning shot? Did you ever have a conversation oh. where you would say, <laughs> no, I'm yeah. honest, or shoot him in the leg. I mean, I know in the heat of the moment, if you think your life's in danger, sure, you're going to shoot. I don't, I, I, I don't think that, <laughs> yeah, that's something, <laughs> I don't think that would, like, if, like, put yourself in that position for a right. moment. You don't, it's not like you're a police officer, like, right. they're a police officer that are, right. that are up against uh, right. charges yes. right now, where you don't. Old Jewish men lives <laughs> matter. <laughs> we're going to, on that we're note, we're going to go to a break. <laughs> when we go back, we're going to finish a little bit of this conversation because uh, I mean I hope people are learning something from it that's the most important thing because you know you have to take accountability um, in your life and own up to your part in everything to be able to um, move forward and um, you know grow so I hope you're going to stay tuned and we'll be right back I'm Lois's mom. I listen to The Lolo Show. I owned a small business for 25 years, and one of the most challenging aspects was finding a qualified contractor. As my business grew, I needed to expand and sometimes make necessary repairs to keep clients and staff safe and comfortable. As a proponent for small business, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Wells Enterprises has come to my rescue numerous times. They are on call, offering 24-hour emergency service throughout Bucks, Montgomery, and Delaware counties. Wells Enterprises are experts in commercial property maintenance and undertake all renovations and fit-outs. Whether your business needs a facelift, in need of handyman services, or you are flipping real estate, call Mike Wells at 215 215- 295-6996. Wells Enterprises, because doing it right costs far less than doing it over. I'm getting rid of this phone. I didn't sign up for this. I'm a simple man. Now it's just constant communication, right? I flew to Florida last week. My wife's like, a text you when you land, make sure you got there okay. I go, I'm not doing that. That's a waste of a text. <laughs> She goes, I just want to make sure you got there safe. I go, just watch the news, all right? <laughs> my favorite time, I remember my sister was having this, like, dumb housewarming party, right? Not even in the house, right? Some guy I never met is like, hey, man, you got a kid? I go, nah. He goes, no, you'll change your mind. I go, nah, I won't. Yeah, you will. I was like you. I go, I'm not, dude, relax. Well, I'm telling you, you will. I'm like, I'm not even in the door yet, and this guy's all over me. Now we get inside, he's making a big scene. He's like, can you believe this guy don't a kid? I'm like, all right, I got to shut this motherfucker up. I go, dude, come here. I go, look, the real is I'm a kid. If I do, I'm probably going to molest them. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> See, the thing is, you got to go to a dark place. And when you do that, people run away from you. Jim Florentine returns with a new performance, A Simple Man, available on digital download, CD, and DVD. Get it now on jimflorentine.com. And we're back. We're in studio with me, <laughs> Joe, and Ryan. 
<laughs> and a Donald Trump chia head. Oh, so Daddy Trump. My mom has been cremated. Um, what a segue. Joe wanted, <laughs> yeah, Joe, she wouldn't like the fact that some people were saying that maybe the the We should sprinkle the some outcome. ashes in the Donald Trump No, I don't head. think she'd be happy about that. So, yeah, you had suggested that we bring her down in studio. Well, we need here. a guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, put her down here. Are you going to ask her questions? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You know, she's... On the quiet side, but <laughs> I do. I did very. I very much enjoyed the. Um, there was so much to pull this. The tribute that we did over the. Um, mm. over I the didn't hear it. How was it? Oh, Great. You, you were good. there initially for oh, the initial right. clips. I, I, I hear. Debate. I hear it went well though. The debate. Oh we yes. Had the debate. Yep. Yeah. yep. That was great. Good times. Yeah. Good so, times. do you have any? You have any more questions for me? Do you have any memories? I do, actually, well, I have. I do have another question for you. And, and back to the. The shooting. Um, what happened right after? Was she arrested? Did you still live with her in the house? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, did I still live? <laughs> no, did you? <laughs> well, it, immediately after the shooting, obviously, I, as I said in the past, I was hit and I was hit in the mm-hmm. leg. So I, all I had any kind of uh, connection to being shot was like what you see in the movies, mm-hmm. you know? So... I thought I was going to lose my leg. Yeah. Now, when you first get shot, and a lot of people have said that you have your body's in shock, so you don't even feel it. It's not like you know you're shot, mm-hmm. but there's no pain. Pain doesn't it's come until not later. A right, it's a <laughs> hole. There's a big hole in my leg. Mm. So I ran up the stairs, and I had at the time because I was working, making good money. I had my own telephone line, so I called the police. My mother went into the uh, di- uh, kitchen. She called the police. My brother at the time had his kind of little uh, living quarters in the basement. He called the police. Now, he thought it was the reverse because he was terrified of my father. Again, he was very, back in the day, not at this point. My dad had, was very disheveled. He barely bathed. It was Depression had hit him very, very right. hard. I mean, I could be the poster child for just every single you know, disease or the terrible, whatever, depression. So he was um, in his day. And I think that's how they remembered him, a very intimidating presence. So he ran out of the back of the house saying, my father shot my mother. And then he came around to the front of the house and we had had a division, like a a, um, sliding door from the like porch area where we had our, the Super 8 film business into the living room. So um, the dogs were barking and we had two dogs. They were all over the place. So my mother and I waited for, um, I went back down the steps and we went into the porch area and we waited for an ambulance and we waited for the police. So she called the was police. Was your father dead? We believe he was dead immediately. He's I mean, okay. she, there were, th- how many ever bullets are in a gun? I don't know. The gun was emptied. One went into me. One went, we don't know, and the other, how many ever went into my father. So um, it was pretty instant. I do remember saying that, like, is he dead? Is he dead? Um, And I remember also uh, my brother coming around to the front and um, then being taken away in the ambulance. And I just remember saying to the ambulance, the EMTs, am I going to lose my leg? Am I going to? And they thought, you know, they were laughing at him. No, honey, you're not going to lose your leg, you know, because I'm thinking these old Western movies, you know, where people get their legs amputated for getting shot. (coughs) And at that point, um, all I cared about was calling in to work. (laughs) I was telling the police (laughs) officer, you know, please call my boss. Can I get a note? (laughs) Right. Please call my work. Please call my work. And, you know, and I remember them commenting on that. There was a a, a female officer was like, all this girl cares about. She was just shot and all she cares about. So, uh, and then she was arrested and she got out on bail and the trial wasn't then till a year later. So, and you all still lived in in that house? Yes. I went back obviously. And because I had to recover. So my mother, they, not only did she, um, have bail, but they also felt it was important that she be there because she had to take care of me essentially because, you know, I was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. for a little while. So, Wow. It's it's sad in some ways because when people listen to the show or when they read the news articles, they only hear that about your mom. They don't right. know a lot else about her. Right. And those of us who worked on the show knew a different side of her. And well, I'm glad you said that. One of the, the last, I mean, when I would come here for the show, you usually would pop in and just say hi to her and 
or just shout over to her door if it was open. And one of the last interactions I had with her was you asked me. Yes, I did. To go and interview your mother and record some answers um, while she's in her hospital bed. Yes. um, Probably watching MSNBC or some sort of liberal news channel. (laughs) She loved, um, oh, what was her name? Um, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Loved her. Yes, yes, yes. And I went in there and I did ask her some questions um, about what it was like when your brother came out right. and what um, your father and her reaction right. was. And I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. from her. Um, I did not expect tears, <laughs> which was a little hard because um, she she was very emotional about that. Um, I don't have any idea what she said because I don't remember. Or, and <laughs> I haven't to recorded, the show. <laughs> But... I do remember <laughs> that, I, that she was crying. Um, what did she say? Uh, she basically, I think, stated what I had always believed, that my father had a, a difficult time with it, and they never. her biggest regret was that they never made peace with it. I think one of the reasons why m- my father had a hard time with my brother being gay, uh, not because he had... You know, he was homophobic by any means, but you have to r- remember that he came from a generation that this was not quite understood. And he was very supportive um, of anybody who was, uh, you know, the 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 uh, the little guy that, you know what I mean? Like he was always Dwarves. F- he, no, for like he was <laughs> always people, tiny hands. <laughs> he was always for the for the for the downtrodden and, mm. you know, and anybody who, say, you know, had a hard time, you know, because they were different. Mm-hmm. The blacks. And, <laughs> the, very much. Mm-hmm. He was a big civil rights. But do you remember, uh, now I can't remember her name, the one with the orange juice. She was, uh, she was against oh, Anita, Anita Bryant. Anita yes, Bryant. Anita there you go. Bryant. He yeah. hated her, my father. Yeah. So I tried to explain to my brother later, and I think my mother adopted the same opinion, that um, it was just awkward for my father. He didn't know what to do. He didn't. My dad was very, you know, sports, sports, right. you know, boxing. So it was difficult. I think he knew very early on because of the different things that my brother, you know, was attracted to. You think he to. was afraid he would bring home a boy who wasn't Jewish? <laughs> no, no, that not was at, it all. at all. Not at all. Not Is there at a all. male shiksa? Does no. that apply to both? But I'm actually glad you brought that up about hmm. people not knowing about how my mother played a role because it was huge with the show because as you remembered, Joe, we started in a studio in Philadelphia. I do, I do remember and that. And we had to uh, leave leave there because, well, basically, she went out of business. Mm-hmm. So when um, I was devastated because we were on a roll, we had just gotten our article in the Daily News mm-hmm. uh, published, and uh, we found out we had no we had no place to do the show. And I had posted, it, you know, how that had happened on Facebook. And somebody reached out to me and said, you know, you can have the show right in your home. And this was all new to me. And um, the uh, equipment was expensive. Mm-hmm. And I had made some bad decisions since I had closed my business. And I lost a lot of money. You know, I, I made some bad decisions with men that I dated mm-hmm. and that used me and took advantage and oh, and goodness. I had uh, bad luck with the Go house. Get your mom's gun. Where the, yeah, <laughs> things were just, you know, I, I look, I, I take complete responsibility for the decisions I made and they put me in a bad position financially. So I was in a position at that point and this was awkward for me because I was always the breadwinner. In mm-hmm. my entire family, I was always the breadwinner. Yeah. And I... No box lunch for you. <laughs> And I had to go to my mother with my tail. (laughs) I still don't know what that means. I'll show you pictures later. Okay. And I went with my tail between my legs, kind Mm -hmm. of, to my mom and asked her for the money. And you know, she had had some a little bit of money at the time, and um, she she you know footed the bill. She said, "Well, will I ever see it? Will I ever get the money back?" (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mom. That we're gonna be famous we're gonna make it big and you know and and all these wonderful things they're called delusions no hopefully you know no i'm not gonna say hopefully they that will still happen and um she gave me the money to buy the equipment that we are still using today really yes so my mother had a huge part in this show so i'm glad you brought that up because you're right there is a lot of emphasis on this radio show is about um the memory of my dad mm-hmm. and celebrating my father's career in radio for free speech and all this. 
but my mother was a huge part um, in in helping us forge. Um, go we wouldn't forward. have this if it weren't for that's her. That's right. That's right. So, so thank you, Ma Duke. Yes. So, yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, let's go to another commercial. Unless you ha- you have something else, Joe? Did um, no, no okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Okay, so we'll go to a commercial. We'll be right back. But baby, it's cold outside. But baby, it's cold outside. Hey, this is Shane Gillis. I just did the Lolo show. You should listen to it. And uh, they made me smell shit that I didn't want to. But uh, it was still nice. Yeah. We the worst records, baby. We about to make another classic from a classic. You ready to clean your house? Well, this is the anthem. Clean the house, y'all. The whole house. We the worst wreckers. Yeah, yeah. Clean the house, clean the house, clean the house, y'all. Yeah. Clean the house. This is a great theme song for for New Year's. Clean the <laughs> house, that? clean the house, clean the house. Oh that goodness. was Michael Sean's We the Worst Records. Clean. Catch him on Twitter <laughs> at Mike Sean Radio or on Instagram, Mike now Sean Comedy, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Tour, coming to a venue near and you. And that was my Duke's favorite song, <laughs> so it's good that we played that in so honor of her. So it's interesting because we, uh, uh, this is a perfect kind of segue because <laughs> you had s- you said in our intro, you mentioned uh. how you like guys that are vaguely black or Spanish. Oh my gosh. Right, and which is I don't my, think I ever which said is, that. 
and you just said to me earlier, <laughs> what exactly does that even mean? <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, you said it, but then I pointed out that I am the female version of that. I am vaguely black People or Spanish. People don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, they have no skin? idea. Is it Egyptian? What's happening here? Which is kind of really cool. You know, we had that DNA test I yeah. told you done with my mom, and I'm finding more and more. So hopefully in like the next month or two, I should know who my mother's real birth parents are. Oh, that's cool. The only sad part is, like I said, we're not really related to Britney Spears as thought. Aww. Her adopted family but so i'm gonna do um our next segment okay i wanted to do this i don't know if you have anything to offer but probably not but let's 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 wing it i was watching uh television the other night i Mm want to do this thing holiday fails okay right so since we have christmas coming up and we're in the midst of the holiday season (laughs) it was about 8 p.m when cbs Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend and i tune in to a program it was kind of one of these Claymations, like animated. Claymation? I don't know what they're called. Clay- like claymation. Claymation. Chlamydia? Claymation. Remember Clay Akins had the Claykins or Clay yeah. Clay Akins or something? What did they? The Claymates. The Clay, yes, the Claymates. What is it called again? A claymation. A Claymation. Yeah. Okay, so you know, we're like the Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer was a Claymation. Is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> so so they had, I don't know if you heard about it, mm. but they had a claymation program called Robbie the Reindeer. I <laughs> did not hear that. Now, I had, like, this is bizarre, right? I'm watching this. We're watching this. And the female reindeer have boobies. Like, like, <laughs> bo- like human boobies. Breast, 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 right. Not like right. nipples, like an actual deer would have how many nipples? Maybe five. I don't know, six. How many do a dog have? Big man, uh, glands. Probably six. Six. So maybe, Eight? yeah, maybe uh, deer have, you have the same. I don't know how it works. No, I don't, I don't know, know how it works for a deer either. How many human female have? I don't know. <laughs> <So> Eleven. <laughs> Well, and, yeah. on your back, right? and, and then at one point they have the female reindeer like posed on a on a long chaise lounge like Mae right. West, like mm-hmm. come up and see me, big boy. Wow. And then then there's another there. This is a holiday fail. This is this is what I'm talking about. OK, uh, right. I see what you're saying. So yeah. then they have they they're showing um, Santa's. uh what is that called? Sleigh. I didn't right. know where you were going with the that. Sleigh. <laughs> so they're showing Santa's sleigh and an ashtray pops up. Santa's okay. a smoker. Right, right. Mm. Who smokes these days? Right. Other than weed, right? I know, right? But, so, okay. Then, a little bit later on, Blitzen. <laughs> You're way too animated. <laughs> ah, but I'm bummed. <laughs> Peanut Blitzen. Peanut Blitzen. <laughs> Bl- Blitzen? Blitzen. Right? Mm-hmm. He's uh. the bad guy in the story, right? Oh, okay. He's the bad reindeer. Mm. So he, they have him doing steroids. I'm not joking. This, I'm de- this is a Christmas special. I never heard of Google this show. It. Maybe you can get the whole thing on, on what's that called now where they replay it, not uh, DVR. Yes. Robbie the Reindeer. And... I'm, I had to double you watch check. the CBS. whole thing I'm all like, the way through. Well, I had to keep checking. This was CBS. <laughs> okay. At 8 p.m. What's wrong with the classics like Rudolph? And people have problem on radio with <laughs> us. I, I'm like, I keep banging my head up against the wall. You've got smoking Santa and reindeer <laughs> with breasts. And then taking steroids. And taking steroids. <laughs> and chlamydia. Who was right? that? Cl- someone has chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Who was their audience? I'm asking you. I don't. Care. Uh, you, you were the audience for that show. I never even heard of it. Either did I until I happened to tune in. I don't want network television. You know the 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 housewives are on break, so right. If it's like the Walking Dead, I don't care. So then, here's my other fail. Now you know the Daily News, Philadelphia Daily News, has had some fails in the past. Not holiday fails. Mm-hmm. It was not tis the season. They had the fail where they had the Olympic. Um, what was the the Olympic little girl, the little black girl? They they put the wrong picture on the the name of the Malia wrong. Malia Obama. No. <laughs> Sasha Obama. Anyway, said so they had, and then they also, I believe, maybe it was the Inquirer. I'm not quite sure, but a Philadelphia paper who called. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, Mrs. Uh, oh, Bill Clinton's wife. Right, Bill Clinton's wife. Right. right. So, so yesterday, I see on Facebook the cover of the Philadelphia Daily News that I love because you know we were in the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Daily News, and we'd like to be again. A picture of the beautiful Janice Arm- Armstrong, who, I don't is, know who that is she's a columnist okay. for the Philadelphia Daily News. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, she's been a columnist for a long time. She's a beautiful Nubian skin black oh woman. Be- very beautifully okay. beautiful dark, very dark skinned black woman. Okay. So she's on the cover because every year for several years now it's an annual thing they do Janice's favorite things. Mhm. And they have her on the cover like her face is whitewashed. Oh, it's lighter. Yes. Right. Well, maybe because it's a black and white newspaper, she shows up dark. <laughs> no, it's no, color. Seriously. It's color. Oh, okay. The front page is color, oh. and her she has a skirt on, and she's sitting down. So her legs are her natural color, mm-hmm. and then her face is whitewashed. Did so that's another holiday fail because it was Janice's favorite holiday things for heaven's sake yes maybe that's how she wanted it no that's definitely was not one of how her Janice favorite things it. robbie the reindeer <laughs> <laughs> she talk, is she a tv reviewer did she give it four <laughs> hooves up what she does do life and style so i don't okay. I don't. i mean i'm sho- i was shocked at that so you don't have any holiday fi- you have not witnessed anything in a store lately um, um oh geez no like, you I, know I, how sometimes they have ham on sale at walmart for <laughs> for uh passover you know like sometimes you know <laughs> no yeah i i have i have absolutely nothing at um, all wish i knew about that before i walked into the studio <laughs> i would have made some shit up <laughs> i don't do improv okay. well next week we'll have to you know maybe an, up until the holidays oh, yeah. this we'll, could be. we'll talk about it next so week. let me ask you do you want to do, since we're running out of time, okay. do you want to do best and worst Trump of the week, mm-hmm. or do you want to do in the blank and news? In the blank and news. Oh, in the blank and news is All right, I'm trumped out. I'm trumped out too, but what do you think's going to be in the blank and news? Okay, you ready, Joe? I'm ready. It's you and I here. Okay. Let's explain to our audience what this is. Oh, yes, I didn't, did I? No, I just you assume didn't. you know. Well, this is just current events, okay? Things that are in the news or crap we just pull off the internet. Mm-hmm. And this is our way of updating and educating our audience Absolutely. on the current events, mm-hmm. la, things la, that are going la, la, on. That's right. So. Like that guy who had those electrodes attached to his penis in exactly. Florida. Exactly. Now, where else are you going to get that? Definitely not from CNN. I don't know. Anderson Cooper's not talking about that shit. Not from Fox News. Nope. Yeah. Nope, not nope. even from TMZ, no, right? No. Nope. Yeah. So this is. You come here for all of the right. you need to know news. That's right. So you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Ryan, are you ready? I am ready. All right. An artist uses blank to make Donald Trump sculptures. Joe, what do you think that uh, is? Makes Donald Trump sculptures out of black dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be happy with the choice of president if that were the case? Um, maybe. <laughs> I thought it would be interesting if this artist would use Donald Trump's tweets, but mm. no. He actually uses dog poo. Oh, my goodness. What kind of a statement Same do you think he's making? Same color as a black dildo. A graphic designer in Miami Beach, your, one of your favorite places, <laughs> Florida, <laughs> has, design, has designs on turning Donald Trump's last name into a new euphemism for poop. The way he's doing it will strike many as crappy. Ha, ha, ha. He's, who's, who wrote this? He's putting Trump's face and occasionally his quotes, there you go, okay. on pieces of dog poop he sees around his South Beach neighborhood. He, there's plenty in my backyard. Right, right, right. I like that he's trying to turn the name into something different. Like, oh, I got to go take a wicked Trump. <laughs> like I like that. I think we should use that. That's good. Ah, uh, he's helping Trump with his brand, right? Yeah. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. It takes blank to make a baby goat truly happy. Heroin. Oh, this <laughs> baby goats love heroin. Do they? Now, where did oh, you hear that? Cheese bowls. When I was on the farm. Oh, you were on the farm yeah, often. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Actually, the answer is a duck suit. The baby goat can only truly relax when dressed as a duck. There's a six-month-old goat named Polly in New Jersey that's blind, and he, and it experiences anxiety. But what puts her um, in a very relaxing state is when her owner puts her in a duck costume. Now, here's my question. When she has to use the restroom, is there a problem if she uses the duck restroom when she's, or the goat restroom when she, I screwed that up. You (laughs) did, but I have a question. Do you know where I was going with that? 
of all of the solutions to help with your stressed out goat, yes. the goat, right? Yes. How did you stumble upon buying a goat costume? Or duck costume. A duck costume well, apparently for your goat. Apparently, she likes, you know, in the day of social media and trying to get likes and stuff, she mm-hmm. puts the goat in costumes. Oh, okay. And she discovered it was it was soothing when she had... Uh, yeah. Time to put that goat down. It's not working out so much. <laughs> Mad Magazine's sexiest man of the year is none other than Blank. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's won enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Who is it? I'm sorry to tell you. Guess what? <gasps> it's President-elect Trump. Uh. Yes, that's right. Mad Magazine. Um, Donald Trump has been chosen by the magazine to win the title of Most Sexiest Man Alive. I love most the poorly Sexiest. The headline is a parody of People Magazine, which picks a sexy... Picks a sexiest man alive each year. The Mad Magazine cover makes sure to mention many of the offensive things Trump has said about women over the years, including the infamous grab him by the pussy. It doesn't matter. Nothing he does. Should all be fired. All be fired. I'm sure Melania thinks he's a sexy man, and as does his daughter. A lot of money. Bank account sexy. Iggy Azalea says her blank is the best in the world. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's not her rapping. That's for sure. Her Trump. Her, yeah, her Donald Trump impression. She does a Donald Trump impression? I don't I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, what is it? I mean, the answer's not really that hard to believe. Is it box lunch? It's very close. It's not that hard <laughs> to believe. There you go. It could be a euphemism. Considering that yeah, her uh. name is Iggy. It's her vagina. Uh. Apparently, the rapper... Iggy uh, Zay is a girl? ...didn't hold back when it came to bragging about her body oh while accepting the GQ Australia <laughs> Woman of the Year Award in Sydney on Tuesday, November 15th. Here's the thing I didn't understand because I, I looked it up. What does the Woman of the Year Award have to do with having <laughs> the best vagina in the, the world. best vagina <laughs> well you have to have and vagina who's voting? To be a woman i don't know i didn't vote <laughs> I didn't. is that like a facebook poll who's your woman of the year my woman yeah. of the year oh my duke it sounds like a vaginal disease anyway yeah Iggy is <laughs> my yeah that's what i'm saying with a name like that it's not my woman of the year the first person that comes to mind right now off the top of my head is sicky flicker Wow, I like Rudolph's wife. She had big <laughs> boobs in that in that clamation thing you watching. <laughs> A study says you may be more likely to get into sadomasochism if you. Own a blank sex dungeon because you got <laughs> yeah. one. Trump might as well use it. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Pair of handcuffs. No, the answer, guys, is actually a cat. What? Yeah. I was at the SM way before I got a cat. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me because think of a cat's behavior. But this actually has nothing to do th- with that. It says that owning a cat um, causes a brain parasite, which cat <laughs> owners can pick up from their pets and which has been previously, ha- which has previously been shown to alter behavior in mice and rats. Really? Yes. It's How interesting. How transmitted from the cat to you? I don't know, but I find it interesting that this parasite that they've, They've found this to be true in mice and rats. Being it's that completely, cats, completely disgusting. It says it might sound utterly bonkers, but it's real. A common brain parasite from cats <sighs> called toxoplasmosis has been linked to sadomachism. Is that wine or is that grape juice? Sadomasochistic <laughs> behavior in humans, according to research in the Journal of Evolutionary, Evolutionary Psychology. That's weird. Is that now? Because it's, it's true, though, because now when I buy kitty litter, I also pick up whips. There you go. All right. <laughs> A man in Florida was arrested after showing, <laughs> after showing his <laughs> blank. To an employee at a Goodwill store. His Make America Great Again hat. Trump card. <laughs> he was offering Florida. Goodwill, gentlemen. He showed I mean, he showed the Goodwill worker his he showed penis. His, yes, his penis. Yes. What? Everyone in Florida is so weird and doing stuff with their junk. I think, well, it is hot out there. I think he could have just been readjusting it. No. I mean, I'm all for getting a bargain at the Goodwill store, but you got to go that far? He was looking for socks. Oh. Um, a new study says... <laughs> he has to pull down his pants and try them on? A new study says that the smarter women are, the more likely they are to be Lesbians. blank. Lesbians. I figured grabbed by the vagina by a Trump supporter. No? The smarter no? they are, the more likely they are Senator to... Senator Wiener. 
to lose the presidency to Donald Trump? <laughs> Be single. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, according yeah. to Elite Daily, the smarter you are as a woman, the more likely you are to be single. Uh, according to The Wire, successful men date less successful women, not because they want women to be dumb, but rather because they want someone who prioritizes their life in a way that's compatible compatible with how you prioritize yours. Meaning they want someone who... Um, isn't ever going to let her career come before making dinner and pleasing them first. Dumber than they are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, because they could have a, if if they let they met, if they get together with a smart woman, she could be very wealthy, and they could mm. have the best of both worlds. They could have sex with the nanny like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> love child. Ah, okay, in a story on CNN, a founder of the alt right movement questioned whether Jews are blank necessary. <laughs> Talk about getting letters. I know. No, I'm sorry. People. Yeah, I saw. I saw people. this. What the hell is so, the matter with the Jews? I I wasn't that interested in this because it's all a bunch of oh my god. So uh, actually, I saw this. It said it on the screen. Are Jews people? That's where. The, yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I happened to see it too, and then I tried to Google it to to replay it so I'd be more familiar with it, but. I just think it was just someone trying to speak Yiddish gone wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, I, do you even want me to read this? Um, uh, the quote was made by this dude, Spencer, and it says... A white supremacist. Yes, exactly. It's important to note that while Spencer is indeed an anti-Semite, this quote in particular was not technically about whether Jews are people. Instead, he was asking whether media figures denouncing Trump are people or if they were soulless golems created by the Jews. A golem, by the way, is a creature created by a rabbi in a Jewish folktale meant oh to protect Jews goodness. from anti-Semites. I thought the golem was the guy who had the so. ring from Lord of the Rings. It very well golem. could be. You want to let the audience know we're going to go a little bit? Yeah, we're probably going to go a little bit longer, okay. but the, hopefully they're so in, engrossed in our in our news stories. This is good stuff. They this don't is even, real good they stuff. They don't even recognize that. Okay. Number nine, Rosie O'Donnell is being criticized for claiming Donald Trump's youngest son might have blank. Now, that's a little bit of an asshole for a father. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that penis disease oh, or that cat disease, maybe. God, <laughs> I'm sure people would probably love your version of the story a lot better, but no. <laughs> Rosie you might have a box lunch is being criticized <laughs> well, I'm sure he has many of them is being criticized for uh, sharing the Baron Trump's autism video she did not create it some people thought she created it she likes to share a lot of videos Rosie so failed. yeah she's awful <laughs> yeah I that I you know I have to agree with you with this because I really there's not one bone in my body that believes that Rosie O'Donnell did not have other motives. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. no... She's basically a disaster. Yes. I yeah. know how, you know, oh, she cares about, you know, spreading, uh, you know, w awareness <laughs> for autism. And she, you know, mm. wants to bring light to I call bullshit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean... I will say this, though. I saw, I watched um, when Donald Trump uh, accepted the, the when he won... And he came out there yeah. with his family, and I saw his son. Yes. And I thought that. I thought, yes. I wonder if he's autistic. I never put it out there on social media because I don't know. And also because the son wasn't running for president. So I don't think you should ever go after someone's kids. That's not. I didn't think aut autism because I don't know enough about it. Right. But I knew something was up, and it wasn't just it was that it was 3 a.m. and he was it tired. It was awkward. The way yeah. he was moving was awkward. Yeah. I did think autism. And then I Googled it, and I saw other people had posted things like that, but I didn't see it. I anything. did think, though, it could be a situation where he's a young kid, and he's thrown into this situation, and because at one point he rolls his eyes. And I thought, maybe he's just tired of hearing the verbose rhetoric of his dad, and he's just like, oh, like, oh, can we, oh, please. Like, maybe he's just over his dad, like some teenage, well, he's not really a teenager, but some 10-year-olds mm -hmm. are, like, rolling their eyes, like, oh, right. please, this again. Yeah. And so it could be that. Who knows? But whatever it is, 
I think Rosie's intent were not pure. No, of course not. And they've hated each other for years. That yeah. she knew exactly what she was doing. She was just trying to to stoke him to get a response out of him. And I agree. She was totally in the wrong. I agree. Rosie O'Donnell's disgusting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she is, Donald. <laughs> Contestants on a Russian reality ice skating show are being criticized after dressing up as blank during their routine. Uh, and dressing up in blackface. <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. No, gentlemen, that was not either of the answer. It's Jews in a concentration camp. Ooh, I wow. did Google this, and I tried to watch the performance, and I couldn't get through a minute of it because it was boring. Uh-oh. Really? But I think, you know, they were well, the smiling. Ice down, the ice skating at Auschwitz was a lot more exciting. <laughs> the real thing, what they did. So according to Vulture.com, whatever that is, this Russian TV Holocaust-themed ice skating dancing <laughs> duet is, this real is in a world of... Uh, indescribable. Did a this tele- air after Robbie the Reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> a television, a televised ice dance on Russia TV featured the skaters in Holocaust, Holocaust concentration camp prisoner garb. But I think there was an issue with they were smiling. They were trying to recreate some, um, I think it was uh, an actual theater performance. I briefly read it, so I apologize if I'm giving out incorrect right, information because right. I know how my mother loved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Ah, she was always telling me, you're giving out incorrect information about Obama and stuff. But she didn't realize, maybe she did realize it was all done in jest. What the hell's the matter with the Jews? So that was that that story. So that's our portion of the show called In the Blankin' News. In the Blankin' News. So you don't want to do best and worst Trump of the week? I am so Trump We did go along. You're Trump I don't want to talk about him or even acknowledge Mm -hmm. Well, I had fun. I had fun, even though we didn't have a guest, a guest comedian, that is. We had a good time. Yes, we had a good time. This was awesome. And I hope the audience enjoyed it. Maybe next week we'll talk about me. I don't know. We're just throwing it out there. (laughs) We talk about you every week. Jeez. So on that note, I hope you come join us next week, Wednesday, 8 p.m., thelolo.show.com. Bye-bye, Daddy's Radio people. All right, Mommy, I love you. I love you, too.